Hello everyone and welcome to Because Autism Podcast. Um, yeah, welcome. <laughs> this is so awkward and uh, hopefully I'll get more comfortable with this. You know with these kind of things, they're like, imagine you're talking to your best friend. Yeah, I don't know if I can really relate to that because I find talking to my best friend hard anyway. Um, I don't even know who my best friend is. <laughs> I'm joking, I, I have a lot of good friends. But anyway, I find it very hard <laughs> to talk to people, people I know, um, my friends, because I'm just constantly in survival mode, I guess. So yeah, I guess I'm never comfortable. Anyway, this is the Because Autism podcast where we try and find the real reason behind the things we do rather than just say, I don't know, blah, 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 because autism. Because I have a, um, a habit of doing that. Uh, yeah. So I've been putting this off for a long time. I've been putting a lot of things off for a long time. Okay, so I decided to start this because I do love to talk. I, well, who knows if I actually like to talk, um, but I do talk a lot. I've lost all sense of identity. I don't know what I enjoy anymore. I don't know who I am. I've lost all sense of identity and hopefully that's a relatable thing to say. So yeah, I talk a lot and I like to tell stories <laughs> and I like to talk about autism and I like to talk about a lot of things. So I thought, okay, let's, you know, take a bit of pressure off of my friends and let's start a podcast, you know, make your tragedies a work of art. You annoy your friends with your talking, therefore you make a podcast because, yeah, th that's what I'm all about. So yeah, um, I start, well, started Instagram, I don't know, probably like a year and a half, maybe two years ago, I'm not sure. And I was determined to be an autism advocate. So I also started a YouTube channel just after getting diagnosed when I had no idea, truly no idea who I was, truly no idea about autism at all. Like I had no idea that I used the puzzle piece as my logo, which is offensive to myself. I was being very offensive to myself by doing that. and. I do regret that, but yeah, I didn't know anything. So then I posted like every single day for, I don't know how long, probably three or four days. And then I left it for like a year and then I revisited it and I deleted everything. And then I uh, did uh, three doodles, like little doodles and posted them and then left it for months and then went back and deleted them all. Uh, so now I'm actually gonna stick to it this time. <laughs> I'm actually gonna stick to my Instagram. Um, I have found this weird love for art. Um, not even, I guess, no, I guess art. Just everything and anything creative and anything metaphorical, just anything spiritual, just, uh, yeah, all of that, which is hilarious because you would have seen me a year ago. You would have never expected me to be a creative person. So, yeah, I've been really liking that. Well, you see, right, okay, let's get into this. I'm going to, yeah, this podcast is all about just getting into things and then 
forgetting what I was saying in the first place. So I hope that's okay with you. I've forgotten already what I was going to get into. Oh, I remember. Okay, so how do I word this? You see, you're seeing all, this is the raw footage. And I think it's great because you always see these perfect people in the media, like always knowing what they're saying, always staying on track, always everything making sense. And that is just not what my reality is. And I, it's weird to think that other people's reality is that, but I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure that is real but just not my reality at all. But anyway, back to the art and stuff. I've never liked doing things that I'm not automatically good at. Like, yes, ev I know everyone relates to that to a certain extent, but this is like extreme. And I've been really thinking about that. I, I was just like, oh, no, that's just because I'm autistic. Like, yeah, that that's the explanation for that. But, which is true, but also, like I grew like when I was like in primary school and stuff the I was I was undiagnosed until I was 12 I'm I'm 14 now um so I obviously did have no, had no understanding of myself and no one around me had understanding of me either um and I was very good at school well like good at like you know like writing and maths and all that I was I was good at everything apart from like my social skills and just coping with the world and literally I was the only thing I was good at was like my writing my maths my science and that's all you did in primary school you didn't do anything you didn't do any other subjects um yeah I was the the rest of my life was awful so yeah I then developed this thing of like I can only do things I'm good at like I'm great at maths like I'm really good at it, I enjoy it. And yeah, and I like to enjoy art, but I can't enjoy art until I'm good at it. That's what I've realized about myself, but I'm trying to break that down and I'm trying to, you know, say goodbye to that <laughs> because I think that would be good so that I can do my art and do, you know, do the things I want and actually get better at it because I've always been so reluctant to get better at anything I'm not automatically good at. But yeah, that that's my own problem. So yeah, I started my Instagram again. And I've done my first post. And I have a couple of ideas for the second. Um, no, second and like third and fourth. You know, like a couple ideas mean doesn't mean just one post. It means lots of posts. So yeah, I have all those ideas. And I'm very excited about it. And um, I'm definitely going to stick to it. And I think the only way I can stick to it is because... I change my mind so often, I change what I like so often, well, who knows if I actually like it, but that's a whole nother subject which I could go on and on and on about, um, yeah, um, I change my style, not even that I can draw yet, but I know I will change my style because that is the person I am, um, everything will change about it and that's okay because my brand, that's going to be my brand, I'm also, I'm, I've been obsessed with social media for uh four years yeah I think I became like obsessed when I was 10 um I came obsessed with uh Colleen Ballinger like Miranda Sings we all know her I, I still love her now I watch her vlogs every day uh Rachel Ballinger her sister and then like all the other people like 
Jessica and Chris Ballinger. I liked them for a bit. I mean, they're still they're still cool now, but like, yeah, you get what I mean. And then it very quickly shifted over to Gabby Hanna, who I liked for ages, and now I'm truly inspired by. Like, I just love art. I'm realizing because she's like an artist. She does music and poetry and drawing and all the other things she does a lot and then I also like her best friend Irene Walton so yeah I like Irene a lot and we talk on zoom sometimes well yeah like almost once a week and uh, we, we talk with other people too but if, if they can get a word in edgewise like is that what you say word in I don't know if they can get a word in you know uh, with all my stories, I feel the need to tell them about uh, how Asda substituted the butter last week. So yeah, I'll, I'll tell that story here too because um, I'd like to know whether this is a thing that is universal to autistic people or is it like everyone feels this kind of thing. And I want to, I want to know if I feel like disgusted by it or if I'm just like oh whatever kind of thing okay so you know Asda the shop okay for all like my Americans and stuff like if you're listening to this hi Americans that would be amazing but anyway um Asda the shop the grocery store um okay we get deliveries from Asda every week uh yeah my mum does the shopping online and then it comes and yeah and sometimes they don't have the things that we ordered. So they substitute them. Now this week, they substituted... Oh no, like a couple weeks ago, because this was a couple weeks ago now. And like, yes, I'm still thinking about it. So maybe, yes, it does deeply bother me. I don't know. They substituted the butter. Now, the actual butter, like, being substituted, I don't think I have that much of an issue about. I'm trying to... You know those stereotypes about autism, like you hate change and... I mean, a lot of them, they're stereotypes for a reason, like, yeah, they are actually true. But, like, you hate change, you hate, like, loud noises, and, you know, just, you you know what I'm talking about, everyone. And I'm trying to realise, are these people correct? Or um, am I pretending this doesn't bother me? Or does it genuinely not bother me? I'm just trying to become more self-aware, but that's hard when you've lost all sense of identity because you are trying to be something you are not aka a neurotypical person but anyway the butter now i don't think i was that bothered like i i had it on like my tea cakes and my toast and what else did i have it on i don't know what else i had it on but i'm sure i had it on other things too because i i quite like butter i'm not like i don't love butter like it's not just my absolute life but I quite like it. I mean, I like it. I think I like it the amount that, like, normal people like it. Now, I'm not saying normal as in neurotypical people. I'm saying, like, normal as in all the population. Like, the average amount of love for butter. Now, I had a friend when I was... Um, well, well, I mean, I think she's still my friend now. Um, but, yeah, she didn't like butter. And I don't know if you're listening to this mim. I don't think you are. But, yeah, I think about you quite a lot. And I think about how you didn't like butter. And... Yeah, I think about that quite a lot, and um, yeah. But anyway, the butter. It came, and I was fine. It, it was fine. The, the butter tasted fine. Um, I didn't 
or was that just me masking and me um not actually realizing like this is my worst nightmare ever but anyway <laughs> this is hilarious if you're wondering what my go-to butter is it is country life um yes i've had that for a long time we used to have clover we used to have clover butter um up until i was probably about five and then my gran who we used to like go like to breakfast club because like my mum worked and stuff it's like good breakfast club she had country life but i don't think she has country life anymore i think she's anchor now but she used to have country life like a few years ago uh, and by a few years ago i mean a decade ago and i was like asking my mum to buy um us country life butter instead of clover because i don't know i just loved my grand's butter so yeah anyway the butter came and it was fine and but then i realized i feel slightly off about it i don't know whether it's the whole um because it's a change kind of thing and change is important to not happen like to me kind of thing or um if it's because it's in silver packaging now I don't believe that butter should be in a silver packaging like that it I don't know if that's a relatable thing to say and I this is why I'm making a podcast rather than talking to my friends who don't even listen to what I'm saying I'm just kidding my friends are great they listen to everything I say and I'm really appreciative of that but I'm starting this podcast see if there's anyone out there that feels this strongly about butter being in a silver packaging like silver is not the color of butter do you get me i mean it could be similar to the whole um like twitter debates on twitter <laughs> about like what color is maths and like what color is english and like everyone like says a color like no maths is red and then some people are like are you kidding maths is blue like what are you saying and like there's all these massive arguments it could be like that where I feel no butter should not be in a silver packaging just like people think no maths I should not have a red book for maths no I, I have a red book for maths but yeah and I think it's fine but maybe maybe it's that maybe it's the same as that or maybe I'm deeply bothered by it maybe it's just so like oh why is this happening I don't know the extent of what I'm feeling. I don't have much frame of reference. Um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Let's talk about like frame of re reference. I saw like a TikTok the other day that um, was like, if you've had a like a disorder or condition or um, anything, they weren't just talking about autism. They were talking about any like lifelong thing. If you've... Um, had it from when you were born like how do you know that you've had it and i'm like whoa that is true fam uh but and they say like you have no frame of reference but then sometimes i'm like i'm like i i, I guess i do because i've studied neurotypical people so intensely from they, they say you autistic people start studying neurotypical people from six months old and like pretending to be them from six months old and I agree. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but like, I can see that being true. But yeah, but I've, I've studied my friends and I have realised that 
no, they don't get just as affected by me with things and they don't feel things so strongly and like just all the things. So I guess I do have reference and I guess I don't know where I'm going with this. But you do come to an age where you realise, oh God, I'm I'm way weirder than you guys. I mean, th- that's what we said before we were diagnosed. Well, that's what I said before I was diagnosed. Um like the weirder which still kind of is true now but like I don't like to use that because I don't want other autistic people thinking that they're weird do do you get me do you feel me on that one but um yeah so you do come to a realization like whoa I am really weird and why am I like this and it yeah it's never ends well well sometimes it does like but anyway that that's not a nice thing to experience but yeah, so it it does come to an age where you do have some frame of reference, but you don't have all the frame of reference because, I mean, you know you experience like things like louder and like you experience emotions more intensely and all that kind of stuff. But you don't know with other things that you do that. And I don't know how you find that out. So I, I, I guess you just ask other autistic people if they if they feel that and then you assume that it's something that you feel very 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 strongly and it affects you deeply because also you have a, a loss of identity i don't know where i'm going with this i don't know if any of that makes sense but yet here we are whoa this has been 18 minutes of just me talking this is my dream yeah i'm great at talking now <laughs> i don't know if that's true actually I talk a lot, as we, as I've already said, um, I talk very fast, because my thoughts go very fast, but I don't process anything I'm saying, and I don't process anything other people are saying, because my brain is in survival mode, um, so yeah, sorry if I don't respond to you correctly, um, and usually, like, after a couple hours, I'm like, oh, I wish I said that, and I, oh, I wish I responded in that way to that person, um, but yeah, unfortunately, that can't always happen because you know you've the conversation's moved on. So yeah, you can't jump back. So yeah, <laughs> my thoughts go very fast, and I find that really ironic about being autistic. Like your thoughts go so fast, and you think about a million random things at once. Um, but then also, you d- you can't process things at the speed of other people you can't process things fast and you can't process anything any of the things fast like emotions change very quickly emotions are really intense but also you can't process them at the same time like all of these intense things and you're not being able to realize that they're happening like right now i'm not processing anything i'm saying i'm yeah so there's like those mugs and those t-shirts and like badges and stuff with like phone cases and i'm pretty sure like every karen has them but anyway, um, they, they, it says on the, like, my, my mouth moves faster than my brain. And I'm like, okay, uh, me, me too. But everyone seems to have, have this badge, but no one seems to have the problems I have <laughs> kind of thing. And yeah. And so, yeah, I, I guess to some extent, everyone experiences that, like your, um, mouth moving faster than your brain but I guess autistic people experience it on like another level 
I, I find that with a lot of things, being autistic is just a more intense version of the brain. Um, yeah, and I guess everyone experiences what we experience to some extent, but not to the extent that we do. And I think that's where a, a lot of things can go wrong. <laughs> and also um, why being undiagnosed is such like a big problem. Um, well, like, it's... A lot of people are undiagnosed because, like, oh, yeah, everyone finds things a bit loud. Everyone, um... Everyone has, like, misunderstandings of people. Everyone doesn't like clothing. <laughs> um, that I could go on and on and on. Those were just the most stereotypical things that I could come up with. And for that, I apologise. Um... Yeah, everyone experiences those things. And I think that's where like, a lot of, I mean, parents, but also autistic people themselves, when they think, whoa, am I autistic? And then they're, they, um, they're trying to... you have, There's a lot of work to try and convince yourself that you are, because when you Google it and stuff, or when you hear autistic speak, autistic people speak, it's such a, like, well, everyone does that. And people feel like parents and stuff. Like, yeah, I experienced that too. Like, everyone does. And, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it is hard, like, getting diagnosed or actually realising you're autistic because of a lot of reasons. Like, all the uh, stereotype, stereotypes and how it's presented in the media. And I'm hoping to go onto that in another episode. This is just a stream of consciousness until I figure out what I'm doing and actually, you know, plan these podcasts. But, yeah, like, everyone experiences these things to some extent, but when you experience it so much, that's when, you know, something's different about you. And I also feel when people advocate for themselves, so when people are like, oh, please, can you turn that down? And, or, like... I find communication like really hard. I can't seem to understand you. I, I can't can't do this. I like I struggle with this and I struggle with that. Or I'm really, really good at this, I'm really, really good at that. And pe and like people around you, you know, if you're advocating in front of your friends or your parents or whoever you're advocating in front of. Or or just the on online. Just online. Um I've lost my train of thought thought again. Oh dear, this is why I can't do podcasts alone. Yeah, this is bad. There's no one there to say, okay, we were talking about this, now hurry up with what you're saying. Um, I, I do find that very useful, actually, when people do that. But anyway... Yeah, we all experience that to, s <laughs> to a certain e extent. But I think what a lot of neurotypical people forget when um, they're, they have... Uh, like autistic family members or autistic friends or no autistic people but also like people online that are neurotypical and they follow autistic people they seem to invalidate us well, I'm, not, I'm not saying everyone but I'm saying they can't understand how intensely we feel these things so um yeah <laughs> uh even like with um executive dysfunction so not being able to do, I mean, like not physically being able to do a lot of things like 
It's not procrastination. Procrastination. How do you say that word? Hang on, let me Google it. Be right back. I don't think I've ever said that word before. That is so funny. Procrastination. Let's listen. Oh. You know when you search up a a thing? Where? Fam, where's the thing? Hang on. Pronunciation. Here we go. Everyone ready? Procrastination. Yeah, procrastination. Yeah, I can say that word. Um, so yeah, it's not procrastination. And when autistic people talk about executive dysfunction to neurotypical people, it sounds like procrastination. So they're like, oh yeah, I experienced that too. Like stop talking about these things because like everyone does that. Well, no, um, it's not procrastination. It's It sounds like it, but we can't verbalize how bad it is, how hard it is to do things, how hard it is to get out of bed, how hard it is to like go for a pee when you need to pee, um, how hard it is to like eat lunch on time, or you know, there's so many layers to executive dysfunction, but yeah, it's not just kind of, oh, I forgot, I forgot to eat lunch today, like what most people say, like, no, you didn't, like, you, for autistic people, it's to the point of, I, my brain doesn't pick up exactly when I need to eat lunch, um, it doesn't pick up when I'm hungry, like, to that much, that, that much, um, it doesn't remember to do these things, and when I need to do these things, it's really, really hard. Like when I do remember to do these things, it's really, really hard to get myself to do that. Now, I saw this analogy, which, like, if you know me, well, if you know the new me, you know analogies are my favourite thing in the world. Now, I didn't used to be like this, but now I'm trying to learn more about myself. I'm realising hey, I do love analogies, I do love metaphors, even though I was told by neurotypicals my whole life that you don't understand metaphors, you don't understand um, analogies because you're autistic, you can't do that. Well, actually, um, that's wrong. I mean, to some extent, like, I, I do understand where they're coming from. Like, it is, it can be harder to get. But when you get it, you, like, really get it, you know? But the amount of, like, poets and writers and artists that are autistic is like crazy how and people still saying that you don't understand metaphors at all you don't understand analogies at all I can't believe people are saying that when like almost all writers and poets and artists are autistic anyway um yeah back to the analogy about executive dysfunction now I saw it on Instagram I'm going to try and find it so I can credit the person because I hate it when people don't credit people. And and if you can't find it then like d- don't don't say this is this is what I came up with. Don't you know, don't brand it as your own. Uh let me try and find it. And I'm not sure I'm going to find it. Oh, I have. I have. Is okay. I think this is from Mr. Squiggly Pounce, but I saw it on Magical Autistic 
um, Instagram. Might be the same person. I'm not sure. Anyway, it says, Okay, so I found a way to describe what neurodivergent can't do task mode feels like to neurotypicals. Now, a lot of the time, um, I feel like I have to... We have to try and find um, a way for neurotypicals to be able to relate to us in some way so that they can actually get a feeling of what we experience because they can't just take our word for it. We have to deeply explain what it is, even though the autistics actually understand neurotypicals pretty well if you're a masker. But even if, you, even if you're not, I think you... I don't know. Educate me. Anyway. So, here is the neurotypical thing. Here is the neurotypical explanation to uh, executive dysfunction. It says... So you know how you can't make yourself put put your hand down on a hot stove oven. There's a part of your brain that stops you from doing it. That is what neurodivergent can't do task mode feels like. Even if we want to do it, there's a barrier stopping us from doing it and it's really hard to override. And why does our brain see the task as a hot stove oven? Because when neurotypicals finish this task, they get serotonin. But we don't get that satisfaction after completing a task. A neurotypical wouldn't get serotonin from putting their hand on a hot stove oven or hot stove top. It would just hurt. When we can't do a task, it's because our brain knows that the task will hurt metaphorically and wants to avoid that. It's not that we're choosing not to do the task. It's that our brain is physically preventing us from doing it. Uh, yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, I related to that very much and I'll try and go more into detail i need to write notes for my next podcast that is what i need to do because this podcast i haven't held a thought for more than maybe 10 seconds so yeah i'm gonna try and do that for next time but anyway <laughs> the executive dysfunction thing that i just read um i relate to very much it's not that we're just like going oh i don't want to do this thing like I'm just going to put it off and I'm going to put it off and I'm going to put it off. Like, no, that's not how it works. Um, it's, there's a lot of things that we actually really, really, really want to do because we do feel in very, very intense emotions, um, to things. So if there's something we're really excited to do, but we can't make ourselves do it. A lot of the time, well, sometimes we can. Eventually. 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 <laughs> um, or even if we're not super excited to do it, uh, even if we don't have hatred towards it. Because um, a lot of the time we don't... Well, I don't. I like to find the positives in things. Like Even like doing my schoolwork, I'm like, oh, I low-key enjoy this. Or even if I'm not, I'm going to listen to my favourite podcast, which is Burnout by Gabby Hanna. Um yeah you should subscribe it's really cool um <laughs> i like it anyway <laughs> now this is what happens when you start talking about your special interests on a podcast when you're in the middle of a thought you get really excited about it you get excited about that podcast you just mentioned you get really excited about listening to the next episode you get really excited to talk about it online you get really excited to do all these things anyway back to executive dysfunction yet again this is so ironic because executive dysfunction is a lot a, a, a lot of it is about organization and like organizing your thoughts as well 
and I'm trying to talk about it, but I can't because I can't seem to organise my thoughts enough to do it, which is really funny, and I do genuinely find that very funny. Anyway. Anyway, it's not procrastination just for the things that we don't want to do because neurotypicals are like they're like oh i don't want to i don't know what's an adulty thing to do uh, like an adulty thing to do like oh that, that like people don't know like oh i don't want to go to the shop oh i don't want to walk the dog oh i don't want to do these things we feel that to like uh, well no I guess we feel it even more intensely because we genuinely can't do these things we can't get our brains to do it we can't physically get it done um but we feel about that that about everything even if it's to do with our special interest which can be extremely hard to cope with um like I was saying it is extremely hard to cope with because of the really intense emotion behind it so like, even if you're really excited to do something you can't do it it's sad and it's frustrating because the only thing stopping that is your brain and you want to just punch it <laughs> i don't know um so yeah and again it's not procrastination like neurotypicals believe it is so yeah i feel like a lot of our problems come well all of our problems come from being in a world or being in a world with people that don't understand you or can't they're they're inflexible <laughs> funny they actually they are the inflexible ones because they can't seem to understand our brains or they can't seem to listen to what we're saying or they can't they can't relate to something they don't believe it's real or they try and relate it to things that they experience even if the thing that they're trying to relate um relate it to something isn't it at all so yeah I, I believe all of our problems come from that well majority and I want to get into this in another podcast once I'm able to organize my thoughts enough to write a list um, of things I want to say about that because I say we only we only have sensitivity to like sensory things or a, or a hypo sensitivity to sensory things is because the world wasn't built for us. Like when we go to the cinema, it's at a volume that is good for all the neurotypical people there. It's not a good volume for me. And the sun is a, the right brightness for neurotypical people. It's not the right brightness for me. It's like all of those things. I feel so we're only um, we only have like sensory processing disorder. We're only labelled as that because the world doesn't fit us like because like if the if um the world was like built for autistic people it would be the neurotypicals that have these defects and these disorders and stuff but because like the sun for example or lighting um wouldn't be that they would go, oh, I need it brighter, or oh, I need it darker, because we've got to remember that hyposensitivity is a part of sensory processing disorder too. Uh, yeah, I don't really know where I'm going with this. I need to organise my thoughts enough because I love talking about that. Because, because I do, because autism. I'm joking. It's just a me thing. 
But anyway, this podcast, we're all 37 minutes. That is a lot of talking. <laughs> and a lot of, like, just a whole lot of nothing. I have not said one valuable thing in this. So, yeah, but you live and you learn, don't you? As they say, you live and you learn. And next time, I'm going to try and just pick one or two topics and write a whole list of what i got to say for them careful not to script that because i am very good at scripting things when i have when i talk when i have social interactions i'm very very good at that but i'm going to try not to script it because i hate scripted things <laughs> even though i'm the biggest scripter in the world i don't like scripted things so yeah this was very fun um fun ages of talking and i am hoping this is my talking for quite a while so that everyone around me can, you know, be at peace. Anyway, uh, this was fun. And I'm uploading to my Instagram, uh, hopefully, well, posting to my Instagram, uploading as YouTube, isn't it? Posting to my Instagram every day. Well, not every day. <laughs> posting to my story every day, hopefully. But um, my Instagram three times a week, hopefully. Uh, you know, just cartoons, comics, literally anything that's on my mind. But I'm going to try and make it creative and arty so that I get better at art. And I'm hoping to do this podcast every week, once a week. Maybe on a Friday or Saturday I'm hoping to post this. I don't know yet. I will see. <laughs> um, yeah, so that would be cool. And I'm aiming to do... I'm trying to get into animating, okay? Start an animation. I wrote a script for it and I recorded that. Even though I've just said I don't like scripted things, you have to write scripts for animations. <laughs> but yeah, I recorded that and I've done the first like two minutes of animating. And if you've animated before, you know how long that takes. And I've never drawn before. I've never yet, let alone animated before. Oh no, it's the other way. It's the other way around, isn't it? I've never animated before, let alone even drawn before. So yeah, it's gonna take quite a while, <laughs> but I'm determined that I'm gonna do it. It's like kind of like Jaden animation vibes, uh, like odd ones out vibes, but not to the level that they animate, obviously. <laughs> and it's more like autism based. And eventually, I want to be like a good enough animator to for um, my animations to like be shown in like schools and stuff because I think that would be really cool because we didn't get one like bit of information about autism at school even though there was a lot of autistic kids there it, it was a mainstream school but we didn't get any information like even the people that like worked in like the autism department like didn't understand autism at all and like it was just like filled with puzzle pieces it was awful but anyway we'll talk about that in a different video a different podcast um please let me know if you oh yeah anyway my animations i'm hoping to get one a month out and one a month will make me get faster animating eventually once I've done lots of animations um and then I'm hoping to do one every two weeks and then I'm hoping maybe to do one every week once I'm like a professional animator even though that will take years so yeah um I hope you stick around for that <laughs> that would be cool anyway follow me on instagram it's at autitunes a-u-t-i-e tunes t-o-o-n-s all one word 
and at the moment it's just a pink profile picture but I'm hoping to change that once I like get good at art I'm gonna like design my own uh, profile picture which would be cool um yeah so follow me there and you know do all the things I don't know what else you say at the end of podcasts I'm hoping that you kind of liked it and if not that's good because I'm hopefully never gonna do a podcast like this again because this was awful and I didn't educate anyone on anything and yeah anyway if there's any topics you'd like me to talk about and actually stick to uh please you know uh leave a review or a uh come no I'm not posting this on YouTube the shoot me a DM or I don't know <laughs> yeah you can message me anytime you can like my post anytime you can leave a review anytime you can do all the things anytime I'm hoping to like get guests on soon or something so like if you're interested in being a guest please you know like DM me or leave a review or literally anything um, and please let me know if you want me to film these. I originally had in my brain that yes, I was going to film them and then I was going to post a clip to my YouTube channel where my animations will also live um, every week. I'll just post a clip so that it, uh, you know, if people like my animations, then they'll also, that some people may also like my podcast, but now I'm realising I doubt anyone will like this. Um, but I didn't record it this time because I wanted to be like quite comfortable. Um, so yeah, but I'm sure I'll get way more comfortable. I'm sure I'll get way more better. <laughs> way more better. I'm hoping to get better. Anyway, this was a lot of fun for me. But also not because I didn't stick to one thing. And I didn't get any of my thoughts out that I wanted to. Because my mouth moves faster than my brain. No, that's a complete lie. It moves faster than my processing. My brain moves extremely fast, but my processing doesn't. I don't actually process those things for quite a while. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. I can't believe you got to the end of this. If, if, if you did get to the end of this, I can't believe that. You deserve an award. But anyway, I hopefully like you very much. If you're a good person, I don't want to lie and say I love you all very much, just like all YouTubers do, because I don't know if I like you. But I'm sure I do if you've actually listened to all of this. Anyway, I shall see you next week. Goodbye.